Good evening and welcome to Weaving Web 3 with me, James. Me, Chris. And me, Stash. Uh, today's another exciting week in the world of Web3 and cryptocurrency. Uh, we've got a few topics we want to talk about today. One of them is the new ERC-3447 wallets. Sash is then going to tell us about one of his one of his moon projects, what a project that is not, you know, not guaranteed, no no legal advice, no no financial advice on this channel. But, <laughs> but scrolls uh, ZKP, I believe it's called. And then we're going to talk about something that's a bit timely. Uh, hopefully this will come out before this happens, but you might not. It might have just come up and it might might be news for you. Uh, but about Mount Mount Gox's creditors getting some funds out of the liquidation. So, boys, I'm going to talk about uh, the new type of wallets that were announced at ETH Denver. So, um, ERC four three three four three three seven is a very fancy way of saying we've got a new token type that we're going to use for crypto wallets. In simple terms, what these wallets are aiming to do is to give you a new type of crypto asset that gives you the same features as like sort of a traditional bank would do. So the the, the main things they've been talking about are wallet recovery. They're going to change how that can function. Doing multi-sig of transactions. So we talk about multi-sig like, oh, we've got our podcast, Stash and Chris are sick of me spending all the Ethereum. So they make it that one of those two has to approve every time I do anything. Um, bundling transactions, which is quite an interesting one, uh, putting limits on like gas and limits on amounts you'll pay, and then also providing uh, ways for gasless and sponsored transactions. I'll explain a little bit more sort of how that features in, in a sec, but I'll go through each one of those things I've just sort of touched on. So for wallet recoveries, at the moment, normal wallet, boys, you need your seed phrase, don't you? Yes, That's yeah. the only way of getting around it. But, it's the one thing when you make a wallet, it's the one thing that like make sure you keep this somewhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent. So what they are suggesting in this new version is they're going to do something called social recovery. Have either of you two I've heard, heard of this? Of that. Yeah, I've, def- I've heard. I remember uh, Vitalik talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So he I talked about it, but is it like is it something along the lines of oh, you include personal information and you can like regain access to your account through that no so so it's not it's not you don't need to include personal information what you do is when you set up your account right yeah it'll, it'll still present your seed phrase and you can save that down but it will also ask you to add a number of crypto wallets of trusted people you know so mm-hmm. if we were a business we could set up a, a, a weaving web 3 wallet and we could add in all three of us as directors and then if we ever lost the seed phrase to get into that wallet you think you need to get two people, two of the individuals, to agree it, and then you can get you can get back in without your seed phrase. Is it bad that I'm instantly thinking how people can scam each other through this? <laughs> I, I, t- I totally agree with you. What oh, absolutely. Holds a gun to your head, and you're like, oh yeah, I trust this. Oh, well, well, not not even that. Like a lot of a lot of crypto stuff is done online, right? With online friendships and stuff like that. And so you could have like someone that's trusted, right? And his friend or whatever, and they could easily just take your stuff. Ah, be- see, see, I think you're thinking too too small on that. So, what your trusted person could be, for example, could be your wife. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't trust it to your friend. Though you got to think about this. Like, who would you open a joint bank account with? Because that's essentially what you're doing. Yeah, 
No, but, you, but you might. Do you know what I mean? You might have a partnership, but what yeah. it's designed for is actually you can give it to, say, your wife, but also you could give it to a financial institution. So you could mm. leave one key with, do you know what? I trust Coinbase, potentially. So Oof. you, but do you mean, I'm not saying you do, but what I'm saying is you could do that or an accountant or you could have whoever it was or parents, you know, kids' accounts, for example, could have both their parents on it, right? Yeah. It's, it's just like a sponsored post for James to you could use, um, most people wouldn't to be honest with you most people don't trust their accountants yeah. that much but but what this is designed for is yeah, less saying we shouldn't trust you, James. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying you absolutely should trust me I said most of my most of my clients wouldn't give me access to their banks and I wouldn't ask for it because I'm trustworthy <laughs> but the idea of it is the wall the wallet recovery is that you could have a way of getting your seed phrases out in a low uh, low issue situation. Because obviously remembering a seed phrase or whatever, if you got hit by a car, if Chris is the only one that knows his seed phrase and he's dead, how do we get into the wallet? Um, so the, the situations like that go, okay, my wife's got my access and as does my brother and those two could get into it if they wanted to. So that's... That's one thing they're adding. And I, I think that's pretty interesting. And yeah, there's room for abuse, but it's it seems better than the option of just you forget your 12 words, you're done. Yeah, because well, at the end of the day, also you, know, do, you could have two random wallets. You could create your two other random wallets and you could set yourself. Yeah, absolutely, you could. Yeah. Absolutely. You could self auth with yourself. Let's so, say on uh, your ledger, like, what, you have uh, your ledger and you could do that easily. I yeah. like what you said about someone dying because I'm a hundred percent sure that that has happened. Someone with a sh a, a oh, load absolutely. of crypto, oh, 100%. Um, has ended up dying, not giving his seed phrase or anything out to anyone, and his family don't ever get to access that. A hundred percent, yeah, it must have happened all the time. So I, I think having that built into Ethereum is a very like no, having that wallet yeah. option is is great. And like, so Sasha, yeah, you could auth yourself or you could auth trusted individuals. But the idea is that you are then picking who can ever auth. And, you know, I'm sure the situations as well where you might get divorced. You might go, I don't want my wife on there. But as long as you've actually got your seed phrase and you're in your account, you could add or remove those people. Um, and potentially you could have it. I'm sure they could build in some system where it said you can only have X amount. You can add one person every month or something to stop someone logging into your account with your seed phrase adding two people and switching it over to them or have other bits that, that go into that. So that, that's one thing they, they're saying they're bringing in. The other is multi-sig. So multi-sig like multi is again, obviously we, we're here at a three. I need to be approved to send a transaction. Um, uh, Gnosis Safe does this at the moment. If yeah, you've ever used that. The setup for us, but I was just too but, but, so, so They do that, but obviously that's a different wallet type, whereas they're saying these will be you know, standard. Standard will have multi-sig on there, so you know that's that's great as well. And I think we a lot of the time we think about it from an individual's perspective, but also for sort of you know businesses, we've got a CFO, a CEO, and and you know, a HR. Oh, we need to pay someone. Is that approved? You know, that has to go through two of the board or something. Yeah. Um, which I think is good, and it's it's all stuff it's stuff that's just built into banks. Um, yeah. the third thing I was going to talk about was bundling of transactions to make them cheaper so if you're doing an nft you would have to like sort of upload or create the nft and then list potentially yeah. right 
So what they're saying is would allow you to bundle transactions to reduce gas. So okay. put a smart transaction in of create list and pay the gas once rather than paying twice for the yeah. essentially the same thing. So I thought that was quite interesting as well. Mm -hmm. um, it was an and idea. It saves the user money, especially on Ethereum, yeah. which yeah. is already ridiculously expensive. Like, is like we a said plus. last episode about the pre, the pre, um, the ICO. I was like, I'm yeah. not paying 50 quid just to get 50 quid. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, isn't it? But no, so so, that, so that's obviously that's that's a, an interesting thing as well. Um, doing things that way, and it's a good idea as well, isn't it? Because you think there's a lot of things that are a three step process or whatever, and you go, well, why am I paying gas three times? Because yeah, like you said, stash there, saying your MetaMask. If you've gone, okay, so I need to change ETH to Tether, then I need to buy whatever the token was. That was that was three different sets of transactions, yeah. wasn't it? If you could bundle that into a single smart transaction. Yeah. And pay, Absolutely. you know, ten pounds in gas. You'd be like, yeah, that's that's fine. No, I totally agree. Um, with you. And that's what a lot of like, if you're a coder, you can do that. That's how often happens. Happen. They write an entire piece of code that would does multiple different transactions all in one go and things like that. But yeah, so, so I, I think that functionality be good. Um, other things they've mentioned on there as well are limits. So you could have limits on the amount of ETH you could spend in a day, or limits on the amount of e of gas. Obviously, you'd happy happily pay. They've got stuff like that in MetaMask and things. Yeah. But limits on the amount kind of, of like kind of like sort of they have on gambling websites. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think part of it's for that absolutely is to stop people overspending. You yeah. know, set this when you're calm and you're not trying to get on the hype or whatever, and just protect mm -hmm. yourself a little bit. Um, yeah. They also were saying about putting authentication in there with either a password, trying to do a transaction over a certain amount. So if somebody goes onto your account and tries to send all of your Bitcoin away, it freezes your account until that you have your password input. So I if someone like does that, get that, into that's your account, then it doesn't get spammed. It doesn't, you don't get rug pulled, essentially. Yeah. And obviously the person doing that to you wouldn't know what your limit was. And okay, they could do it. Able to set your own limit is what you're yes. saying. Yes. Yeah. You could set your own limit so that you yeah. could say, at this limit, I will then get a note. Either they said password or two factor auth. So obviously, two factor auth would be more secure, but to do either either way. And I think, again, that would... that would be great because the amount of people that get hacked. Yeah, abso like, absolutely. Clicking on some dodgy link, like it's insane. Yeah, and have this so much as well. Like they they end up losing like hundreds of thousands of dollars of things. As well. Yeah, yeah. and ha have the two factor auth linked in, probably not to a mobile number because because sim swapping is not that hard really, um, uh, and not have it linked into you know um an email address either because again if they've got access to your crypto wallets they're probably they've probably got access to your emails, because uh, to, to be honest that's normally where people find people's seed phrases and stuff. I'd imagine you get into people's emails is quite easy and they've sent it to themselves or they've put it, they've taken a photo and it's on like Google photos or something. That's all the normal stuff. Um, but yes, yeah, so I thought that, I thought that was pretty interesting and a good little bit of, you know, customer protection. And this, this last one's interesting. Okay. So they were going to add the functionality for gasless and sponsored transactions. Hmm. So, so there will be the potential for free transactions on ETH. Seems suspicious. Okay. No, no, no. So Ethereum could put in free transactions, maybe for certain events or for certain days or for certain people. 
they could go, okay, they don't have transaction fees at the moment, right? So d- depending on what you did, I, I don't know. They haven't said they haven't really explained more into what would be ga- gasless, but they say they're building in the functionality to allow that. I think some of that might link round to the fact of like obviously ETH two. The build up is to get away from gas fees, so I think they're building in that functionality now, even if it's not possible. I was I was going to say, is that because the um, the transaction amount will be so much higher on ETH two, like the transaction that- percent? That's what I think it is, but they're putting in the they put they're building these wallets for ETH two as well. I think. Do you know what I mean it's gonna they're gonna come out before ETH two does, but they want them to be ETH two ready. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was interesting was in the meantime, and even after that, allowing sponsored transactions, so that if a company was doing say an NFT launch, they could say we'll pay the gas if they That's wanted good. to. That, so. That is- no, I like that. That's a cool idea. That's that would be great. Although, although I again being the plain devil's advocate here, right? What's to stop someone being like, "Oh, I'm uncapping my thing, I'm uncapping my gas. I'm going to go in and make it super expensive because I hate this company." No, 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 you make a good point. I I wonder if potentially what they could do. I don't know if this is the way it's functioning. Potentially, you could just prepay. So yeah. look, we've got a mint of ten thousand. This is what the gas fee is going to be. We'll prepay you that today, and all of our transactions there, you just let go through yeah. at highest yeah. priority or something. And you know you've paid them a month in advance. They've got the smart contract, and then the network just goes, "Yep, all of these ones go through as soon as the person clicks." So potentially, it could actually take gas walls out of NFT launches. I mean that that would be amazing. <laughs> like if gas wars became non-existent, like. I, I think they will do in the, in the fullness of time, but I think that's one way potentially they said that companies could get around that um, mm. or that, you know, companies doing like an ICO could say, we'll pay the gas fees on all our ICOs. Yeah. There's bits like that people could do. Um, yeah. The other thing that was mentioned was using a pot of stable coins to pay your gas fees. I heard of that as well. Yeah, yeah. So you could have a load of USDT sat on your account and you say that's for gas. So that you've then got more of an understanding of what you've spent on gas and what you've actually spent on transactions. Again, that's a really good idea. I, th- I think like, all of these are really good ideas, to be honest yeah, with you. Definitely. Like, it, it seems very well thought out. The well, the thing is, though, ETH, they make a lot of money. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, I, it's not like they haven't got any very smart people working for them. They obviously do. Yeah. Um, but that, that was essentially all that they've got in there. And the idea from that was that those all those UX and quality of life changes are going to make the new the new crypto wallets way more like banks, way more usable, way more user friendly, and um, you know, just more built for what people actually want to do. So yeah, I, I don't know if you boys had any additional thoughts on those, but I thought all of that I I saw it. Uh, they talking about East Denver, and I just thought it seemed great. You went to NFT yeah. Paris. I meant New York, right? I'm not. You're not. Oh. No, my my boss is going to uh, NFT NYC. NYC, that's. I think. And he's but not taking you. He's, he's not taking me. I, I've just got back from NYC, so I'm oh, not. I'm nice. not going immediately back. But no, I haven't. I haven't been able to swing that yet, mate. He bought me two NFTs this week, but he doesn't like me that much. <laughs> the thing is, right? Because obviously we were we were a um, blockchain economy, me and Stash, 
the other day. Obviously, if you haven't seen our videos previously that we've uploaded from doing all those interviews and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so there, because we got asked what our three favorite cryptos were, weren't we? By Crypto Jamie. Crypto yeah. Jamie, shout out. No, it wasn't Crypto Jamie. Was it? It was uh, on sorry. shout about on shout shout <laughs> in shout <laughs> in quickly. Uh, crypto Phil, Crypto well, Phil, Crypto Phil, passive income with crypto Phil. Phil yeah. was a legend. Shout yeah, out to Crypto such Phil. Such a fun dude. Uh, but yeah, um, so whenever anyone said ETH, the, everyone was like, "Oh, bit expensive." Like <laughs> they, they sort of didn't really respect ETH, sort of thing. Because I said ETH, and everyone was like, "Eh." Um, but yeah, I think these sorts of things definitely like this is why i like ETH, right i'm a big ETH fan they they have they have the motivation they have the money they have the teams to actually do something progressive and they are a market leader as well in the yeah. whole crypto community right so that's true i feel like stash is funny to me right because he shakes his head when we talk about ETH, but he loves arbitrum and what is the native token on arbitrum ETH, but, but it's oh is it ETH, is it <laughs> <laughs> is it? Ethan? They is might it change it once they launch their token. You never they, know. But they shouldn't. They shouldn't. That's their unique selling no, no, point. I know. No, I know. They shouldn't. Absolutely, they shouldn't. I think it's great. Ethan. But anyway, I, I, like, no, no, no. No, I do. I, I, I do just think Ethan's that slow-moving beast, though. That yeah, I think it is absolutely. I think you'll see a lot of people turn from Bitcoin maxis into ETH maxis. Oh no, the Bitcoin maxis are Bitcoin maxis for a reason. Oh. They hate. I don't think some of them will never turn. I I think that that train will leave the station. What about hexagons? No. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think at some point that Bitcoin train will leave the station or will lose ground to ETH. See, the thing is, right? Let's say... What's a cult? Always a cult. Let, let's say, like, I don't know, Elvis Presley, right? Yeah. Elvis Presley. Who in this modern age listens to Elvis Presley? The oldies. Old people, exactly. Yeah. Who in this modern age likes Bitcoin? And that and that's sort of where I land is that like it's Well, you think they're all gonna die out, they never die out. <laughs> they indoctrinate their children and then they become <laughs> yeah. No, no, I no, it's it's not that I it's not that I don't think it will die out, it's that I think the bigger growth will be away from Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin has obviously returned. Right, I agree with you. I do it's agree. returned really well, but I think like as Ethereum grows, like Bitcoin to me is sort of Facebook. It's the biggest and the first social media, but the reality yeah. is, and it's massive now still, but Facebook is a dying beast because it's failed to innovate. And that's sort of where I feel like Bitcoin is going to end up is it's going to be a relic that the people think is great and it's really steady and it's a good steady relic, but it is a relic. I mean, it's not I, Facebook. Or is it? It's meta. <laughs> I've 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 talked before about Bitcoin being gold and Ethereum being oil, and that yeah. is my that is my stance: is that Bitcoin is a bit archaic, but a good value and good wealth. But that the utility of Ethereum and other tokens like it will overtake, and the world will run on Ethereum, or on do you know what I mean on tokens like that? Things that have actually got utility. Layer but, twos yeah. as well on ETH and stuff. Yeah. Right. Stash. Like, I will say you just said layer twos. I have found a project that's a layer three that I will do a deep dive into because this is fascinating. It's built on top of layer twos, and you're like, hang on a second. What? What is this? What is this? Like it's going to be like. I'm not saying it's the next big thing, but I understand that like, it's going to be built on top of layer twos. It's going to be faster, whatever. Like 
I, I literally just found it before the podcast, but I think it would be an interesting thing to talk about. But doesn't, layer um, threes might be a thing. Isn't Minima, doesn't Minima have a layer three and layer four or layer three on that? It's mini eight daps are on layer three, aren't they? I know it's not, um, I know it's not the same as sort of the full chains, is it? As I, I don't know. I don't remember. We'll skip past that. Skip, skip past that because I'm not that well informed on them. Um, <laughs> Sash, right. I've just backed up. Uh, we talked about bashed Bitcoin a bit, talked up Ethereum. Tell us about Scrolls ZKP. So, yes, as you were saying, Scrolls ZKP is the next big project that I mentioned a long, long time ago before the recent funding round that's made them worth $1 billion. And they're in pre alpha. So, basically, there is a super. Uh, amazing scaling solution that uses a ZK technology, which allows for uh, basically compacting your transactions into uh, bytes that are essentially anonymized by using all this fancy ZK snarks, arcs, lots of different terms that I could explain another day, but essentially it randomizes transactions to individuals can remain private and secure and significantly upscales usability and it's way more safer than, than um, let's say Ethereum. I personally, I think the technology is essentially what is needed and that will work co with other projects. Cause like I say, some projects need privacy as like the highest priority, let's say medical companies, you would opt to use, let's say a ZK kind of um, provider unless you or someone else, you want to use like a public blockchain that allows everyone to see public information and stuff like that. So Stash, can you explain the difference to me between a ZK and a public? Yes. Oh God, oh my God. So a public blockchain is based on Ethereum. You can see every single transaction of what this individual, okay, your wallet holds 10 ETH, mm -hmm. something of this token and that token. But with ZK technology, you will be able to, let's say, share like, let's say you want to do proof of reserves, but without revealing each wallet. That's, this is what uh, some of the big uh, Coinbases are trying mm -hmm. to do, like without actually revealing the actual wallets and stuff that they can prove that they have like their yeah. reserves without revealing all the sensitive information. It essentially scrambles information uh, without showing what it is. So, so it allows for companies to have verified verified information on the yes. public blockchain yes. but whilst the details of that information is held securely essentially hidden from sight having been Perfect. sort of coded yeah yes. is that, is that... okay so so what other advantages does it give does it give additional scalability like an arbitrum yes, uh, does yes yeah, you could transactions are going to out the roof significantly more like i haven't read the whole white paper but mm -hmm. and they're all in pre-alpha but transactions are significantly larger than anything that ethereum can handle right now and yeah i really like this project and i will do a detailed thread on it like i don't it's harder for me to say it to people but i can write you down an entire thread of telling you why this is technology is superior than that technology why you should use this on that which i will be launching a thread post a weekly one on weaving web3 so excellent just can i can i ask you a question stash yes does right so, so i understand why people would want to do this right so i don't want everyone to see where i've got all my eth stored right yeah so get that does that not slightly dissuade from the point of the blockchain well, being that 
you know, because then you're trusting that the yeah. people who run that network are acting in good faith and do you sort of like i'm just all right i'm playing devil's say, advocate no no, no I, I totally understand what you're saying like in every industry you you have information that wants to be known like and some of that's not known, especially in the medical you don't want your documents being leaked of that you've got I know this disease or this genetic disorder do you so yeah. that's why you want your information safe and yeah I, I do understand like that the people can be malicious you don't know where you're sending data potentially to someone that's that. the thing so like with medical documents and stuff like that you want that to be private but you want that to be accessible in certain yeah, yeah. situations so Obviously, we've got like crypto, like Monero, for instance, right? Which I remember talking, there was, uh, he came to my university, this guy who did specifically was worked with the police on crypto. And he was like, whenever I saw like a Monero transaction, I just gave up instantly because you can't track that. You can't track the wallet that it's associated with and stuff like that. So what's to stop this becoming, let's say, the next Monero? Oh, in this situation, it's not exactly it. I should have explained it properly, but it's not to total anonymity. It's not a man like Monero, essentially. Like okay. if I send you this, you can track transactions to wallets and all that stuff. But the way the information is scrambled is is it's not revealing any of your information. So it shows you the data, but it obfuscates or oh, what's that word? Oh, yeah. It hides. I'm going to use that rather than a fancy word that means the same thing but sounds better. But it hides the detail of that. So you could see that Coinbase have received a 10,000 ETH, but yeah. you then, once it's entered Coinbase, it gets hidden into what wallet it has actually gone into. Yeah, so you, you that's it. still verifiable, all ins and outs, but you just can't see their internal workings is how yeah. I understood it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Right. So, so that's that's something to look out for then that we'll, we'll keep an eye on. Um. They're not, I assume that they're not, they don't do their own uh, their token or anything like that because I assume they're building on, say, Ethereum. This is, this is all pre-alpha right now. So they're going through audits, everything right now. Yeah. Presumably there will be a token. See, see that's, it's interesting though, when I see stuff like that, I think like, what's the point? Like, is their service not sort of, if I was there, if, if you're doing their business, would you not be yeah. like, okay, we'll charge the company that wants the obfuscation or... I'm going to stop using that word. The hiding of detailed information, because I don't know how to say it. Um, the hiding of the information. Would you not charge them an additional fee or something for hiding it? Do you know what I mean? Rather than... Because what's its own token going to do? I don't know. I don't, I, I'm landing in a place, boys, where I'm just a bit no, sick of I... every project having its own token. It's nightmare. It's rubbish. 99% of them are never going to do anything. Stop making them. But... You're very anti-token. I don't. I totally oh. understand your point of view. I, I guess, to me, like looking at our comparing Arbitrum has no token is doing significantly better than Optimism and all these oh. other chains. I, I do get you, but in the, it's, sometimes it's just for, in order to people to be attracted to using these chains. I guess they were incentivized individuals by it. if they have this token, they can use it. I don't know. It it just seems silly to me because like if you look at if you look at look at the world's currencies right, they are getting fewer and fewer mm -hmm. as as we globalize. Yeah, 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 yeah. And crypto is going the entire other way. Like like if you look at like look at Europe, like you have like francs, Deutschmarks, you know, like oh, um, what oh well, the, the Swiss still have their uh, currency, drachma, don't they? You had the Greek drachma. Yeah, exactly. Stash, what was the currency in Poland? 
So you've got all of these, right? But then uh, across Europe, you had all of these. But then obviously the European Union started and they engulfed loads of people. And like, we'll all use the euro because it's easier and it, mm. it's more solidified. And I look yeah. at the, all these tokens. <laughs> not, not, hey, the, the Greeks are over there milking Europe's. <laughs> um, but so we did, sorry, I'm too political. Captain Brexit in the corner. Um, so, <laughs> so we've sort of moved away from that in the fiat world. And it just seems bizarre to me to flood it with all these tokens of which most of them are going to be rubbish. It, it just seems like a silly thing to do to me. It's like, hmm. I, I get why people do it because it's a good way of getting people to invest in your project, but ultimately a lot of them die. I don't know. I would yeah. prefer that layer twos go and do their layer two stuff, but natively use the layer one token they're built for would be my preference. Provide your utility. But I suppose that potentially those layer twos are going, well, our payment is our token going up in value. Probably is what's happening. But I just think as an end... Oh, I do user... like your thesis. It's a very interesting thesis. That's what I've been thinking about a few times. Like, why is... It's fun. You can make money. I... Stop, stop taking away my job. I've got airdrop hunting for us all, guys. Uh, Stash, I, I, complete, I completely get it. I just feel like long term, I feel like we're in the Wild West is what I feel like with crypto half yeah, the you're time. You're probably right. Maybe they'll one day be like, okay, actually, let's burn it. I mean, we kind of are, to be fair. Oh, we are. This is, like, so we're kind of getting to a stage where people are starting to pick up on, oh, wait, this crypto thing might actually catch on. Right. When they get news articles about like banks actually incorporating them and taking them on and taking clients and getting them to invest in them and stuff like that. People are like, oh, um, I don't know. What's it called? Um, uh, MILF token. MILF token made millions. Whoever made that made absolute millions. Like maybe I can do it, too. But that obviously brings the wrong crowd to the scene mm, as yeah. well. because It brings people who are just in it to one scam people and to just make money without really caring about any of the technology right yeah and this isn't a topic i'm going to talk about this week because i think we've got enough to talk about but i've said to these boys about i'm not sure that so many people should be allowed to create these financial assets because essentially a load of tokens are just scams straight up yeah. they're by every definition of the word they are scams they are ponzi schemes they are pyramid schemes and yeah. Obviously, like the we UK, one of these projects at Blockchain Economy, and I've seen them doing the same at other conferences. We can't say which ones, just in case. But, 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 like you see, a lot of these people are doing this stuff, and I'm like, it's just scammy. Um, and you're hiding in crypto because it's new and it's unregulated, but you're yeah. just scammers. Um, and I think you're not. The people aren't protected by the fact that it's allowed to happen. Um, you know what? As well, I think. I think crypto, especially for me, and like I'm sure for you guys as well, crypto is exciting. Oh, great. You're really excited about the opportunities and the prospect for crypto, right? So with your excitement, much. you're going to get carried away. And this guy over here is going to maliciously try and sort of take on the fact that you're excited about this and make it work for him and make yeah, him a quick buck. Yeah, 100%. And this, this is the thing, though, that I I struggle because I see people who've been scammed or whatever, and you talk to them and you go, it's awful. You know, if people have lost money, it's absolutely awful. Yeah. Um, 
And I just think that a lot of people are being tricked and it's difficult because obviously the way the blockchain works, you can't really regulate who creates tokens. But I would potentially, like, and obviously you have them, you have like blue chip tokens, but people are attracted to these new tokens, the altcoins, because that's where the big gains are. Mm-hmm. But, but it's hilarious to me, right? Because actually, if you said to somebody, if you buy Ethereum now, the likelihood is that in the likelihood is that in 10 years it will have averaged you 10% gains year on year. I, I suspect it'll actually do better than that. But people think, oh, it's not really good enough because of how volatile crypto is. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could put money into the SP 500 and probably average I out. never get that. You, no, no, you'd average out probably 10% per year is what the SP 500 aims for. Um, but it's so much less risk. Because it's it, you know it's backed up by massive corporations that go out. So, but it, it's just interesting because yeah, I I just I get I get token fatigue. Stash is what I get. I see all these tokens created, and I just think, oh, so many of you are just rubbish, and we'll just go nowhere. Um, yeah. And every little project, and we've got our own token. But like, oh, that's so cool and quirky and unique, just like every other project ever created. Yeah, now you agreed. Like that's uh, I had a massive go at a project. First thing that. They showed me was their price on Coin Market Cup and straight away. Yeah. I was like, hey, what the hell? Like, why do I care? Like, and then I grilled them about their tech, and then they got angry at me. Yeah, yeah. There, there were more than it wasn't just Stash. Uh, Stash actually got a bit of a reputation from going around and actually grilling these people because the people we were talking to, they all kind of agreed that the partners, that some of the partners were a bit dubious. Right. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, I saw you like having a go at this, that, the other. <laughs> he, he was sort of the Karen at the conference being like, no, yes, let I'm me the see you protecting head. the people. He was he was taking the tax knowledge I'd given him and shouting at politicians. But it's good to be that skeptical person. Because yeah. like you said, there's there's people out there who believe the hype. But I think as well, you've been in it long enough that you're like, and also, I think in the bear run, they've probably got a lot less ears listening. Those type of people have got a lot less ears listening because a lot of people are going, lads, it's money's not coming out of anywhere at the moment for a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, more like the, the base rate for interest is going to go up again soon. Yeah, I'm certain. The CPI in April. index in the USA, they're saying it's going to go up as well. And the, uh, the, I, there's I, some bad reports recently about the debt ceiling and plus the Mt. Gox. I think crypto is going down soon. Like yeah, massive spike. Yeah, we'll we'll come on we'll come on to the Gox in a minute. But I think the only way that governments have to control inflation is really interest rates. They want to make money more expensive to get hold of, so the interest rates will continue to go up. As interest rates go up, mortgages go up. You know, everything else goes up with inflation, and then interest rates will go up and hit you on the other side. Mortgages will go up, which will push renters' rent up as well. People will have less money. This bear market is here to stay for a while. But enjoy the good time where you can DCA in and get some good prices. Because when the bull run hits again, you'll go, I wish I could have bought, you know, ETH at £1,400 or whatever it is. Because that's what happens every single cycle. People look back in the the bull and go, oh, I wish I could have bought them. Well, you can. You're in it now. Today is now. Not financial advice, but today is now. DCA. You can get it on on something that Stash is wearing as well, right? Yeah, um, I don't know. We we met these amazing people. Um, honestly, um, I thought most. I literally first thing I said to the centralized exchange people was like, I don't trust you, and that's why I do fully decentralized. But once I met those the real people, 
and like they they understood me because they were like yeah we get it like i want to meet the people the authentic people behind the company and what they stand for and mean and like i was just we were just chatting they were like some of the friendliest people ever and like like chris and i were just you had some really good chats with them yeah yeah no they're, they're, they're sort of some really nice people so we talked to okx as well and we talked to bit yeah and these are like multi multi million even billion dollar companies right obviously each individual they just work for the companies but they are sort of big players in these companies right and they seeing how down to earth they were was really quite nice because mm -hmm. Like From they don't. FTX, no one tried. I I was just like we like we were straight up. I was. I was and and they were all up. really sort of they were really encouraging about us doing this podcast because we were there sort of supporting the podcast right. So we were telling everyone about it, and they were all like, "Oh yeah, no, we'll send you an affiliate code or whatever." Like this, that, the other. Yeah. Um. Oh, we sponsor Manchester City, so we'll get you in a game at Manchester City. <laughs> okay. So. And uh, I must say, like I've been fiddling about on the browser and my mobile app on BitGet and I've got about 10 different crypto exchanges apps by far not being biased because they've given us an affiliate it's easy <laughs> and they've got and they've got a beginner's guide for everything they explain what futures are what spot trading is and yeah. other exchanges do have them but they're just not fun to read and everything that they do is just for the simple person I, I, if I'm honest, I've never downloaded it. I'll go and do it from our affiliate I think link you in a minute. And use our affiliate link. Uh, yeah, which is down in the description. So, yeah. Excellent. Thank you well, so much, BitGet. Cheers, boys. Go, go, cheers, go, out, yeah, go yeah. out there and get some Bitcoin, you BitGetters. <laughs> right. Not financial advice. <laughs> right. But just, just Thank a little you, Jeremy warning. from BitGet. Word of warning, though. If you're buying Bitcoin, potentially wait until mid March. So, uh, Mt. Gox was, is the granddad of crypto exchanges. Mt. Gox was the largest exchange, had tons and tons of volume going through it, started in 2010 and stopped in 2014. Mt. Gox had lots of problems in that it was the exchange for Bitcoin when Bitcoin was almost exclusively used for a lot of illicit activities. You could buy substances or items on there for things you'd like to do. Now, you could buy whatever you want, Chris. Things were available for sale, okay? We'll put it that way. I remember that was the first time I heard about Bitcoin when my friend was looking into buying, like, a, a how-to-scam Amazon thing. Oh, there you go. But so, so a lot of that illicit activity went through Mt. Gox. Therefore, if, if you combine illicit people technically competent people who do scams and do advanced things like that and, and do uh, hacking, etc. What you end up with is your exchange getting hacked. And they had, I think it was 200,000 Bitcoin stolen, which had a value of $115 million at that time. Mt. Gox then shut down and essentially did essentially what uh, FTX have done, where they had a load of creditors. Now, that happened in 2014, I believe, potentially early 2015. It's taken until now to recover any assets they can and to start to pay out creditors. What that means, though, is from the 10th of March is when the, the start date's in there, 137,800 Bitcoin, of which people had originally put that money in in 2014 when it was worth, what? About 11,000, that's the average price by 
eleven thousand dollars was the average price, wasn't it? Now worth, you know, what is it? Was it? Was it today, boys? In dollars? Any idea? Twenty-five k right now. Twenty-five in dollars, yeah. Yeah. Um, Twenty-three. Okay. So there you go. So 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 that's fine. So everyone pulling Everything's out. Everything's profit. There's no. There's no. Everything. Yeah, two x profit. So what we could see potentially is a dump of $350 million of Bitcoin into the system. Now, obviously not financial advice or anything like that, but an input of that much Bitcoin into the That's system huge is sell. likely to create a massive sell pressure. Liquidation and sell... is going to cause cascade effects. Yeah, and sell, sell pressure will push down prices typically. Um, and obviously the market follows Bitcoin. So sources of what, whatever cryptos you've got, unless they're stable coins probably, um, will get called and stuff like that. Like, yeah. yeah. That, so there'll be a lot of hits coming, um, most likely. Now, again, th does that date 10th of March actually happen or not? That's the rumours coming out. Um, but yeah, so, so that's that's just something to be aware of. Uh, I hope there's a little bit of prime of Mount Gox. Uh, that doesn't go into it, but there's great stories if you want to go and have a listen to anything about Mount Gox. Uh, there's a very good podcast, which is called... It's not called Dubba Dubba Dub. I will find you its name. It's called Darknet Diaries. They do an excellent uh, couple of parts, I think, on Silk Road and uh, Mount Gox, which is fascinating. Um, Silk Road was the original website that you could buy a lot of illicit substances off of, um, and it ties in with Mount Gox and the rise of Bitcoin. Uh, so that's that's a great podcast going list to if you want a little bit more information on the early beginnings of Bitcoin and uh, and what Mount Gox was up to. But yeah, I think then, gents, that's all our talking points today. Yeah. We'll say right. it again. Yeah. If you want to get Bitcoin, Bit get some. Um, uh, the, uh, nice. <laughs> the link down below. The link in the description. Exactly. But apart from that, boys, it's been a lovely evening. Wait, 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 you're missing wait. one more thing. Oh, Sasha, you've actually got a treat today. Yeah, I need to go downstairs, though. One second. Oh, oh, okay. Cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. And uncut. So, where is it from? This is something I've really wanted to try in a long time. It's not your typical donut, but... What is that? It's a layered donut? The stash, you're just too fancy for me, mate. Is this a baklava type dessert? No, it's not a baklava. Oh, baklava. <laughs> it looks like a load of... Wait. I, it... Yeah, I have no idea what... I've is. got no idea. Like looks a like a... Like Grey cream should... underneath. Is, is, that, is that cream in there, Stash? Yeah. So Stash is having as as he usually would on a Thursday a, a cream pie. Um hey, don't, don't get into the <laughs> He's having some sort of stacked cream pie. Don't know exactly what. Is that is that all is that is that all you get? Is that no no? Um, isn't that a bit of no not obvious? No. Is that is that pastry on the outside? No. It's something oh. that everyone likes to eat and there's a special day where you eat these it's usually on is a that, tuesday is that a cream pan pancake cream thing it's usually on a tuesday yeah shrove tuesday I I, pancake I, day I, 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 I was 
thinking taco Tuesdays. I was like, what? They put a taco on a cream pie? No, it's 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 a stack of pancakes with cream. It's a it's a, it's a Japanese layered pancake cake. Oh, a pancake cake. Yeah. So each one is like a lovely. They obviously weren't going to guess it because it, we're not filming on a usual day, but it is it, it's so beautiful. Like they had. It's amazing. That's crazy to me. Mm. I, I literally, I'm, I was me, me and Chris are looking at this like we've never seen anything like this. It's literally yeah. just make, like honestly, it's just pancakes on top of pancakes with cream. That you should try these things. You can get them in many available Japanese stores. Yeah, but funnily enough, I don't think I have a Japanese store near me. <laughs> do you know what, Chris? You've got much more chance of getting one than I do. Barbara's around me have never heard of Japan. <laughs> they've got no clue what it is <laughs> they've, got no, yeah, they've got no clue what it is yeah, yeah. Wait, uh, so thanks for listening to our podcast guys yeah thank yeah. you that was such a sweet treat to the end of the episode he's eating a pancake cream pie I've been James I've been Chris I mean, I mean Stash bit get, bit, get some get bit moustache <laughs> moustache <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Oh. Right, Sorry. Sash, put your c*** away and look at what scrolls ZKP is. <laughs> <laughs>